Have you ever thought about what it takes to have a first-time-ever experience? For one, you've got to be open to trying something new. And while that sounds good in theory, it can be harder than you might think because of one little seven-letter word that we all love, comfort. Today, I'm going to challenge you to combat that word with this one, change. Hey, I'm Amy Barge, your personal growth environment specialist, and my passion is to help you go from living by default, doing without thinking, to living by design, by growing on purpose. Now, if you're wondering, okay, what does that look like really? I'm here to be your tour guide. Because as someone who has survived the three big Ds, death of my parents, a painful divorce, and being downsized from two different jobs, I've discovered some insanely practical tips that have helped to keep the gremlin of fear and doubt from taking up rental space on my mental couch. I don't know the exact words your gremlin may be telling you, but I do know this. You're smarter than you think, and you're more resilient than you know. And you're absolutely in the right place if you're ready to give your mindset muscles a workout and get growing. Welcome to the Growing with Amy podcast. One of my mentors says that the circumstances of your life is the curriculum for your growth. Now, the tricky thing about that is we have to be willing to pay attention to it so we don't miss it. If you listened last week, one way to create a growth environment is that we need to desire change. And so this week, it kind of hit me like a two by four that, oh, the curriculum of our lives is showing up front and center with some opportunities for growth because Sam and I are about to embark on what is, without a doubt, the biggest change of our lives as a married couple. We're moving from the house that we've lived in for nine years, uh, from an area where I've lived since 2007 and where Sam has lived his entire life. So that's a change of kind of epic proportions. And even though it's one we're choosing, it's still really big. So with big change comes all kinds of what I'm going to call um, opportunities. But let's be honest, they are also challenges. Because when you're making a major move, there are just so many unknowns. And unknowns cause uncertainty. And then, unfortunately, uncertainty can cause us to kind of shrink back into what we know is safe and comfortable. And we forget that we need to be aware of directing the writer, that logical part of ourselves, you know, using the data and the facts. Or that we have to remember to motivate the elephant. So pay attention to our emotions and and not just stuff them. And then we have to intentionally shape the path by removing as many obstacles as we can. So If you want to hear more about that, you can go back and listen to episode five. But for today, I decided I'm going to camp on this idea of desiring change just a little bit longer, partly because we're living this right now, but also because my guess is that you are probably either 
dealing with a change of your own in some part of your life right now, or maybe you just finished dealing with the change, or maybe a change is heading your way and you just may not know it yet. But I'm going to share with you three things that Sam and I are doing as we're gearing up for this change that I think may have the potential to be helpful for you. So the first thing that we are going to do is we're going to chronicle the change. So I'm a big fan of journaling, and I started doing it oh, probably about 20 years ago, but I got super intentional about it in 2010, and that was a time where I had just been downsized from a job, did not see it coming. I had gone through a really painful breakup with a man I'd been dating for about 18 months, also didn't see that one coming. I was living by myself, and it was Christmas time. Well, my big aha with the journaling didn't happen as I was doing it. It happened about six months later when I read back through what I had written. And it was in the rereading that all of these aha moments happened. I've continued to journal about just my life experiences. And I love looking back because that's when I can look for the learns. So when Sam and I knew we were making the move, I said, you know what? Let's write down what this process of moving is like for us. And let's pay attention to things like, who are the people that we meet on this journey? And let's just be intentional about watching for the lessons that we can learn, because maybe if we do that, it'll help us to be more patient with each other and extend grace. So here's a question for you to consider. How valuable would it be to write down the things that you're thinking and feeling as you're facing or dealing with a change? How valuable would it be to write down the things that you're thinking about or feeling as you're facing or dealing with a change? Yeah, so I have this little blue notebook where I'm writing down the things that are happening as we're going through this move. I might just share a few of those after we're on the other side of it. I don't know. Maybe I'll do it as as it's happening. But the second thing that we're going to do as we're living this change is we're going to communicate the change. It will probably come as no surprise, if you're listening to this, that I like to verbally process things. And some of that is because I'm an extrovert and I just like to talk. But another piece of that stems from learning a lesson the hard way about not communicating when things were changing. And some of the reason for that was because when I got married the first time, I had this real aversion to conflict. I just didn't want it. So I just kept things bottled up inside and I didn't communicate The very short version of that long story is it didn't end well. Well, when Sam and I got married, I told him I was not going to do that again. And that if I sensed there was something that needed to be discussed, I was going to bring it up. And I'm sure he would tell you, I do that. So as we're going through this process of a major move, we're doing a lot of what I like to call scale of one to 10 check-ins. So here are a few examples. (laughs) 
On a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is low and 10 is super high, how are you feeling about the stress level right now? Here's another one. On a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is awful and 10 is awesome, what do you think about how much we accomplished off of our list of things to do today? Here's another one. On a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is not at all and 10 is off the charts, how much am I bugging you right now with my attitude? Now, there's several things that I love about putting a number on it. One is that sometimes what I think he's going to say is way off, and that helps me recognize if I'm blowing things out of proportion. A second reason is that if our numbers are really far apart, or even if they're exactly the same, it kind of gives us a reference point from which we can work or just have a sense of relief that, oh my gosh, we are totally on the same page. And third is that doing those little check-ins, it can help us to just keep a short account and not let things get bottled up so that we feel like we need to explode. One way to describe this is keeping the pile short because it's a lot easier to shuffle a small pile than it is to shovel a big one. So a question that you might want to ask yourself is, how well do you communicate about a change that's happening at work or at home? What I continue to learn is that it's really easy to think we know what someone else is thinking or feeling about a change. And you know what? We can be absolutely wrong. The third thing that we're doing during this big change is we're celebrating the change. Now, when I say this, it may not be exactly what you're thinking because it's less about saying, woohoo, isn't this fun? And it's more about saying, oh, wow. What are we learning about ourselves in this process? I will confess right now that some of my learnings have not been particularly pleasant because I'm realizing that I can get pretty set in my ways and then I can be really determined, you know, my way is the way that something should be done. And I can just get really impatient if Sam doesn't, you know, measure up or or show up in the way that I think he should. This actually happened recently when we were getting the house ready for the pictures to be taken that they were going to use for, you know, listing the house. So I had in my mind this kind of running list of things that I thought needed to be done, and I did not communicate those very well. Let's just say I had my list and he had his list, and they didn't match. And so I kind of got my nose out of joint about it. It was hard to hold up that mirror to myself and look at my part in that situation because it was way easier to make it about what he did wrong. Now, thankfully, we were able to have a really calm conversation when he got home that day, And in the end, the pictures turned out beautifully, and a lot of my being upset was kind of wasted energy. So I'm sharing this to say that 
paying attention to growth in yourself, it's just not always easy. But it is so valuable when you can do it. And you know what? Uh, I do better some days than others. What I know is that anytime I'm able to approach a challenging situation with the humility that, oh, by the way, there could be something for me to learn here, I'm much more likely to actually take a breath and find something. Okay, did I mention that this isn't easy? (laughs) Yeah, it's not. But it is good. Okay, I think I've said that twice now. You get the point. All right, so here's the question for you. How well do you do at really looking for the lesson that you need to learn in those difficult situations you're facing? I'm going to say it again. How well do you do at really looking for the lesson you need to learn in those difficult situations that you're facing? I mentioned in last week's episode that I love spring. I may have to keep talking about this until June 21st when summer starts. But a few years ago, um, one part of the growth process of spring that I observed in my garden was what happened with my big blue hosta. Now, you may already know this, but hostas are a perennial, which means they come back every year. Well, this particular year, I was watching this particular hosta because it's one that I had gotten from my mom and dad's garden before they had passed away. And one day in the spring, I noticed the tiniest green sprigs were just kind of like peeking up through the mulch. And then just like a few days later, the leaves of that big blue hosta were a full eight inches out of the ground. And it was happening so fast, I almost felt like I was witnessing the unfolding like right before my eyes. And then a few weeks later, those leaves opened up and they spread out and covered a circumference that was like several feet. It was amazing. But all that growth didn't happen in a day. It followed very specifically a law of nature, a a process. And I've witnessed this through the years, and it's something that always works. And then I thought about us as humans and just the striking similarities and differences. So the really beautiful things that happen in us don't typically happen spontaneously in a day either. And like that hosta, we are all capable of, you know, engaging in the process of growth where we do new things. You know, we learn to dance or how to develop a strategic plan or how to build a skyscraper or how to launch a podcast or how to move to a different part of the country. But here's the big uh, spoiler alert. Unlike a hosta, humans aren't perennials. So hostas regenerate through this process that's known as vegetative propagation, which means they come back every year. And they grow bigger because that's the way they're designed. We, however, operate according to the law of intentionality that says growth doesn't just happen. So 
using some insanely practical language, what that means for us is that for any positive change or growth to take place in us, we have to decide that we want it. And we can't stop there. Then we have to take steps to make it happen. I kind of like to say uh, the responsibility card sits squarely in our laps. So there's this quote from Jim Rohn that I absolutely love because he talks about this in such a profound and interesting way. Here's what he said. Every life form seems to strive to its maximum except human beings. How tall will a tree grow? As tall as it possibly can. Human beings, on the other hand, have been given the dignity of choice. I just think that's so interesting. So he says, choice. We get to make it, and we do it every day in one way or another. Now, the results of our choices, uh, those are broadcast loud and clear. I mean, the world can see what we're choosing to do. So yeah, we make choices every year, but those choices don't always result in us getting better or improving or changing. So what is it that keeps us stuck? I think at least in part, it's our aversion to change. See, growth doesn't come from staying in a comfort zone. And our comfort zones can be anything from how we spend our time and our money to just simply being satisfied with, you know, staying with the status quo. I will tell you, in many ways, it would be more comfortable for Sam and I to just stay right here in central Indiana, you know, continuing the great friendships that we have here and enjoying all that this area has to offer, even just expanding our amazing garden that we have. But when I asked him a few months ago, after we had taken a walk around our neighborhood, hey, babe, on a scale of one to 10, where one would be not at all, and 10 is, you know, absolutely, how important is it to you to have the experience and the adventure of moving to someplace new? And he said, you know, by myself, I'm not sure I'd ever do it. But with you? It's a 10. And when he said that, I just had this knowing in my knower that we should absolutely embrace and go after this great big change. So there's still a lot about it that we don't know exactly how it's going to play out. But as I think about how my hostas are hardwired for continuous improvement, it's just such an in-my-face picture of a perennial lesson that I want to embrace for myself. Desiring change, that means I've got to be willing to keep seeking out those first-time-ever experiences. So Sam and I are doing it. We're moving to Missouri. And it's kind of funny because my word for the year is exploring. And I had in my mind that, you know, this is what it's going to mean. It would be things like, oh, I'll explore what it would look like to update my website and 
I'll explore how to launch a podcast. It was not in my awareness to explore making a major move, but that's how it's unfolding. And you know what? That is what happens when you're committed to personal growth. It really does take you places that you never imagined going. And that's just one of the many reasons that I love it so much. And it's why I'm so passionate about it. Because as you're listening to this, I'm thinking about you. And I'm wondering, I'm curious to know what you may be thinking about your desire for change. So here's a little challenge for you. How about asking yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is not at all, and 10 is absolutely, how intentional are you about really desiring change in your life? I'm going to say it again. How intentional are you about really desiring change in your life? If your number is less than what you'd like it to be, let me encourage you. Awareness is the first step towards growth. And I guarantee you that if you will keep showing up here to listen to me talk about growth, and if you will write down and then answer some of the questions that I ask you, and then you will decide to take one small action every week, you are going to start seeing bits of behaviors and thoughts show up in you, just like those green sprigs on my hosta peeked up through the mulch. And you do that long enough, you may just find that you will want personal growth and a desire to change to become a perennial part of your life. And maybe you'll find yourself chronicling the change or communicating the change and celebrating the change as the lessons keep coming. Okay, so you know what? If this spoke to you, leave me a comment. Rate the podcast. Share it with someone you know who maybe they need a little reminder that desiring change really is a good thing. And that getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is actually a fabulous way to live. Because you will find yourself experiencing first-time evers all over the place. Here's your great big woohoo for completing another episode of the Growing with Amy podcast. I want to encourage you, let something you heard nudge something you'll do. And until next time, remember, to be going somewhere, you've got to be growing somewhere. Bye for now.